All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Monday, September 27th, 8.48 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are recording this. Is it just the start of the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter yeah, just started 12 minutes in. Of the Monday night game. <clears throat> I needed 16 points from Zeke to beat Brandon tonight, and that happened in the second quarter. Oh, my gosh. that was Three drives. Great. Yeah, drives. that was fantastic. What a day. I think I played Brandon in all three of the leagues that we're in together, and I beat him in all three. So, tough day for Brandon, who's conveniently not here on this show. I wonder why. <laughs> he said he had to study for a test, but I think it might be because I did not fancy. Yeah, so it is just myself, Jack, um, joined by Matthew and Eli in the shed. Brandon, like I just said, is doing, what is he, studying for a test or something like that? We're students first. Yeah, city first. He's got a study group, so... He couldn't put in the was, work. It was like him and a bunch of other people. So yeah, he's put in the work. Good job, man. That's that's good way to put it. Yeah. Good job, Brandon. All right. Um, before we get into the weekly recaps, we'll go over our picks as well. Lots to talk about after week three. Week three is a very. I, I think it's we should call it like the clarifying week. Does that mm. make sense? Like the week, week. The witching week. Is that what you just said? Where losing records become. Winning record. Swing and miss, Eli. So you're trying to get out there. That's like week 16, or like 14, like the end of the season. Because the, the witching hour is starting like, yeah. from Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But I feel like by 14 or 15, like, yeah, yeah, the I records are pretty much set. Like you. But week three is clarity week. You, you are, we're starting to see the realness of these teams. We're, we don't have to make too many assumptions. The overreactions are starting to calm down a little bit. Um, so after we recap every game, we'll, we had some questions from you guys. We have some questions from ourselves that we're just going to kind of go over and try to give you guys some clarity. But before we get there, a couple things to talk about. Ryder Cup. Oh, my gosh. What an electric weekend just of sports to watch the Ryder Cup all weekend. It kind of sucks that the Ryder Cup is on, like, is on during football because I feel like if this is on in, like, August, it would get way more attention, um, but it was awesome to watch. I'm I'm curious from you two, who don't really watch golf, was it kind of interesting to watch? I mean, I don't know. We didn't watch a ton of it, but we, it was on during football. We were watching it a little bit Saturday and Friday. Was it kind of interesting to watch? Just like a different perspective on golf. Yeah, I think so. I think golf, you get so much individual attention that's kind of cool to see and see it be more of a team aspect I feel like you don't get that at all but especially for me not really you know I, it was surprising to see which guys were and it makes sense which guys were on you know Europe versus <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that it's was kind funny. of like oh okay you know this guy is European <laughs> this guy isn't European like it's you know I, especially with golf it's a little harder to right. tell sometimes so yeah that was my take on it it was good yeah I thought it was interesting it was like scored a little differently instead of just seeing a leaderboard of whoever has the least amount of strokes essentially I know there's like maybe a little bit more that goes into that but no it was definitely it was, it was interesting to see it as like a it was very different it was like almost yeah. like a different mm. I mean obviously the same sport but it just it was just like a way different platform like it didn't seem like oh it's just another like golf tournament it's like it was like it's own thing and like yeah. how I saw it it's so it's, I think it's so cool how much passion the players have for it when there's no money involved <laughs> Like, every week they're out there competing, you know, for, like, millions of dollars. So, like, obviously they're going to be trying their best. But this is just, like, it's literally just pride. And Roy McIlroy, after he lost lost the Ryder Cup, he, like, starts crying during his interview saying, like, how 
much this event means to him and how emotional it is to lose. And you're just like, dang, that's really cool how much they care about this event that has no money on the line at all. But yeah, USA wins 19 to 9, which is incredible. That's the most points ever scored in the Ryder Cup by Team wow. USA. Um, there's 28 total points you can get. You need 14 and a half to win because you can have points in this Ryder Cup. And the United States had 19. Um, it was cool to also see just like, I mean, there's the whole like Bryson and Brooks thing, and that was really cool to see them like hug it out and like be friends in this tournament. And then uh, I just like follow all these guys on Instagram and stuff, and they're all posting like how much this win meant to them, and they're like one of the best teams ever assembled. And like it was really cool watching them, and the course was unbelievable. Like we golfed um, us, like us, the game chat, and then Cole and Reed came with us on. Saturday and it was cool like right before we're watching it and like dang some of the holes that they're playing and some of the shots they're hitting you're like they're hitting a 200 into it's a 260 yard par three you can't go left because there's Lake Michigan to your left and if you go right there's grass up to your ankles on a like 70 degree downslope and it's just like and then they just plop right on the middle of the green you're like dang that's insane but yeah the course is awesome Ryder Cup is awesome um <clears throat> So the only thing I was kind of bummed that Brandon wasn't here on this one because he, I was interested to see what he was going to say about the Ryder Cup, but we can talk about that a little bit on Thursday too. Um, college football roundup. Boise State twenty seven to three over Utah State. Didn't feel like twenty seven to three, did it? No, not. I mean, the defense they do a really good job of giving up about eighty five yards per drive and then just finding a way to not give up very many points. It's it's amazing. It's really, unbelievable. It they I think it was there's some history to it. Like, it's the first time like the first three games or whatever the year or four games they've given up like over like three hundred and fifty yards or something Jeez. and like not given up a certain amount of points. Like, they're breaking history with just how low of scores they're having for how many yards they're giving up. But Yeah, it's infuriating yeah. to watch because like you see the final score and you're like, Okay, the defense doesn't play that bad. Then you watch the game and the defense played bad. Like it's just really weird to to watch. <laughs> but yeah, right. twenty seven to three and it didn't like we were yeah. stressed the entire game. Yeah, a win's a win, but yeah, I don't know. It's they they have to stop. I mean they're they're giving up. Uh, the run defense is giving up about six yards per carry, it feels like. And it's just you're not you know, every team that plays you, the the playbook is simple. Like yeah. If you're just get, getting beat the line of scrimmage and you're giving up these wide-open holes, like, it's not like teams have to game plan a ton for you. It, it is, you know, it's out there. And so right. what are you going to do about it? But I don't know. I don't know. It was a win. The win's a win. you got to be happy. But I'm worried. I'm still worried. You guys want to hear something interesting? And it just I think it just speaks to how bad our D-line is, is that J.L. Skinner leads the nation – in solo tackles, thirty-five. <laughs> but here's the thing: the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys below him are all linebackers. Yeah, linebackers right. are usually just yeah. the leading tackle. Yeah. yeah, but like our secondary is having to like make all those. Yeah, tackles. that says it right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's lined up, you know, probably half the time, twenty yards down the field sometimes. Yeah, and he's the one making all the tackles. Yeah, that's a really good point. The guys just come to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks. All right, more a little bit more college football. Clemson loses to North Carolina State in double overtime. Man, Clemson's offense just looks atrocious. Um, 
I just saw something that it, it ended their 97 week streak in the AP poll top 10, which tied uh, Alabama. Like, they both had the same streak going right now. They had the same top 10 streak, Alabama, for second longest all time. I believe uh, at Miami in like the late 80s, early 90s has the longest, but those two had 97 weeks in this AP top 10, and Clemson now with two losses on the year falls. I think they're still ranked, like, 25, which whatever. Yeah. But um, their playoff hopes are done. There's no way they – actually, I shouldn't say that. I guess if they went out and somehow win the SEC and every other team falls apart, they have a chance. Yeah. But that, that looks very ugly for Clemson. Yeah, I don't – I mean, that offense, what – I mean, it's super weird, too. It, you know, they still have – I'm trying to remember the – Ross. Their yeah, great, Justin Ross. Yeah, yeah. Justin Ross, who – was amazing his freshman year and then had that awful season-ending injury. But they just, I don't know. I, it's weird to have a quarterback like DJ Ugalele and you're putting up 14 points against yeah. NC State in double overtime. Like, I feel like they should look back at the 2005 Texas Vince Young offense right. and just mimic whatever they were doing there. Because if you have a 6'4 quarterback that can move around pretty good and throw the ball down the field, and your Clemson and with all the athletes they have, what is going on? But yeah. as someone who doesn't root for Clemson every year, this is beautiful, and I'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy with what's going on there. Yeah, I don't really. I to your point, I don't really understand it because, like, we know DJ's good. That's yeah. the weird thing. It's like it's not his fault. We saw him play last year; he was good. It's just weird. I don't watch enough Clemson to be to have right. an yeah, educated take on this, but it is just weird that their offense can't do anything. Um, Arkansas beats Texas A and M. Big win for Arkansas. It was just not a traditional college football powerhouse, at least recently. Um, and a and was a preseason, like, sleeper playoff team. I, I hate a and I think they're always overrated. And they're just one of those college football teams to me that I just don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, was, kind of was excited for that one. Notre Dame beat Wisconsin. The final score was, like, 41-13 to 13 or something. It was not that close. That was like It was, like, 13-10 to 10 the entire game. And then... Wisconsin just kind of got in desperation mode, and Notre Dame scored some late touchdowns. Um, but a big win for Notre Dame nonetheless. And then, I just threw in this, Oklahoma State beat a ranked Kansas State team. And I think Oklahoma State's now a top 20 team. Which, honestly, it's good for Boise, because that's like a stronger win for us. And now we play number 13 BYU next weekend, uh, or in two weeks, I guess. And then a Fresno State team that's ranked as well. But it just, I don't know, it's, like, good for Boise State that Oklahoma State's ranked now, but it's also, like, it hurts seeing them at number 20, knowing right. that we easily are better than them. Like, we easily could have won that game. So, mm. um, yeah, just kind of sucks there. Yeah. The only thing I would say about college football is the, and it sucks, because we are not going to be able to watch this game, but Cincinnati and Notre Dame, uh, seven versus nine, like, Cincinnati, they win this game. I mean, their yeah. schedule, they could be in the playoff. Yeah, for sure. Legitimately. And it's on the road at Notre Dame. I don't love their odds, but... I hope they get some consideration, like serious, serious consideration. If they compete if they and they lose by yeah. one and they went out, like, they should still be on. Yeah. That's my hot take. But then oh, again, yeah. Notre Dame probably gets in. And then true, you're, true. <laughs> you're talking about Alabama against Cincinnati and Notre Dame against whoever's two. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. Seriously. I don't know. I don't know. You can't win with the playoff no. right now. I hope it gets expanded. Yeah. Um, also, I think Alabama plays Ole Miss, who's also undefeated, mm-hmm. and those Corral for Ole Miss and Bryce Young for Alabama are like top two in Heisman. Yeah. Voting. That also get, is at one thirty, which of course the one week Boise plays at one thirty, 
it's like Alabama, Ole Miss, and Cincinnati, Notre Dame, two like top ten matchups are being played at the same. Yeah, game. and Arkansas plays at Georgia, and Arkansas's eight. So I mean, that's a ten. So at least we get to watch the an hour of that. <laughs> but yeah. ugh. tough weekend for the boys having yeah. Boise State. We, we always complain about night games, and then this happens. <laughs> yeah, so, like, no, can we get four thirty? Like, <laughs> please, seriously. Yeah. Um, Mariners update: We are losing yeah. currently right now to the Oakland A's as we're. In recording this podcast, we're down three nothing. But um, did we sweep the Angels? We lost one lost badly, one. but but we've won what like seven, eight out of our last nine or something yes. like that. Yes, they've been so on fire. there is a slim chance. Uh, we obviously have to win tonight, but yeah, we have to basically win out if we want a chance to make the playoffs. I think Cole said um, on Sunday when we were talking about it, like you get to ninety wins, and if you don't make the playoffs, you're like, oh well, we got to ninety wins. Mm-hmm. Like we've said it before on this pod. The Mariners overachieved, good for them, and you just kind of take your losses and you're like, 90 wins is great, a great season. Oh, yeah. wow, we didn't make the playoffs. I don't, yeah, I, in 2003, because the Mariners haven't made the playoffs since 2001, they won 93 games in 2003. Ugh. 93, and they didn't make it. So, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. Right. They, it'd just be, I'll be happy if, you know, I'm already happy. I same, think it's, same. It is what it is, but... If the Mariners go four and two, the Yankees go one and five, and then there's a couple other scenarios. There would be a five way tie in the MLB. <laughs> if the I think the Athletics have to go five and one, but I, it's amazing. It is amazing. It would be really cool if there's a three way tie. There's like the, this weird thing where the the a team one and team two play each other, and the winner goes and gets the first wild card, and then yes. the loser plays uh, team three, but team three gets the host of the game. So, like, you get to choose if you're two or three, you you get to choose which one you want to be. So you can either get the chance of playing two games and lose both of them or win one and you're in. Or you could be team three and play one game but play it at home. So it's, That's so confusing. The odds, <laughs> the odds of that happening are so low, but that would be insane. Be electric. That would be so cool. Full MLB preview. We're gonna do it next. This pod next week. So the Tuesday pod. We're gonna do uh, MLB preview. Eli probably won't have too much to say about that, as you can tell, he hasn't really said anything so far. But I'm still here. You are still here. Yes. <laughs> um, but myself, Matthew, and Brandon will do a full deep dive on the MLB postseason preview. Oh yeah. Next Thursday. Or next Tuesday, excuse me. Um, just a little other side note, Kraken played their first preseason game in Spokane. Um, NHL season is right around the corner. We're going to have on um, one of <laughs> Reed Morgan, my brother's, who's been on the pod many times. You guys all know him. His buddy Bryce Johnson is a really good hockey player. Um, loves the NHL. He is, I think he's going to like tra- Kraken training camp. Um, soon or maybe I already did. I don't know. He's gonna be on the pod. I believe the Tuesday after that. So next Tuesday is October fifth. That'll be baseball. Next Tuesday after that will be October twelfth. That'll be hockey. The next Tuesday after that, October nineteenth, the basketball boys Shane, Sam, Shane, Sam, and Stewart will all be on to preview the NBA. We got a lot of different sports happening. We're gonna have baseball, hockey, NBA the next few weeks, along with our normal football. But just a little preview update for you guys um, that maybe just don't want to hear us talk about football all the time. We have some other sports coming your way. (laughs) 
I can't imagine anyone would not <coughs> want to listen to us talk about football. Yeah, seriously, our mm-hmm. takes are always insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, back to football. Little note before we get into the game recaps. The Jags traded former top 10 pick C.J. Henderson. It was C.J. Henderson and a fifth rounder to the Panthers for Dan Arnold and a third rounder. Um, helps with the Panthers because they lost J.C. Horn, their top 10 pick, this year. To a, was is it season ending? Or I know he's on the IR. It's a broken foot, right? Yeah. And he needs like surgery or something. I think I saw yeah. like three to four months. I think or was that That's tough. Yeah. There was, a, there was right. another foot injury that was a few months, but it's a while. He has three broken bones in his foot. Yikes! Yeah. Yikes! Good news for the Panthers though is that McCaffrey didn't have to go on IR. Yeah. So that's a big, yeah, big like, win for them. And this long. probably means that they're out of the Richard Sherman sweepstakes. I know that they were in it and mm-hmm. checked in, so yeah, take them out of the equation probably. All right, let's get to our weekly re- game recaps, Matthew. Let's get this one out of the way. <laughs> okay, all right. Seahawks, let's talk about them. Let's what to? I mean, this game gave us hope. You know, they go down the field. DK Metcalf catches four passes. They really get in, as they did against the Titans. The The defense is a problem. It, mm-hmm. It's become the secondary is a big problem. And I'm really not sure what the answer is at this point. Trey Flowers, every single play, was on Justin Jefferson most of the game. Uh, Justin Jefferson takes three steps, and he's uh, Flowers is behind him by five yards every single play. Uh, I just looked up something that said the Seahawks are last in the league in, um, or the most percentage of plays where they undisguise their coverage, where Jeez. they show something and it's exactly what they do. They're not disguising anything, and that goes 100% on uh, Ken Norton uh, and the secondary's coach, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I want to pull up the the DJ Reed quote if I can find it at some point but this game was brutal it was a brutal game Alexander Madison was running all over us oh no I don't want to play highlights uh, <laughs> it was just ugly it was an ugly game Tyler Lockett gets hurt comes back probably going to be a decoy the next two weeks because I'm sure he's not yeah. anywhere close to being healthy it's after similar that similar to what happened last year with him right, right? It, yeah. yeah it's just Gerald Everett probably should be getting more targets. DK Metcalf ends the game 6 for 107, but probably 70 of those yards came in the first drive and a half. Like, after there was a good two quarters where he maybe saw a target or two. They just said, all right, do anything else. Yeah. And it, it's just, I, it, the offense is what it is. The offense is going to figure it out. The defense, once again, is a problem. And this time they don't really have injuries to blame. And I think that, you know, the D-line hopefully can figure it out at some point, but because they have the experience to do that, and, but, I mean, the, the, you know, they can't stop the run. It's, yeah, it's bad. They can't, it's just terrible. The defense yeah. is just terrible. I really quick before you, you can go, and I'm going to try to find this DJ Reed quote because he had some things to say about it that were kind of interesting. No, I, I don't have much to add. I, I think you summed it up really well. I am a little, still a little bit concerned about our offense because mm. we, we just disappear in the second half, and it, it's like the same thing that happened last year. And I'm just, I, I thought it was cured after our first, after our game against the Colts, like week one. You're like, we looked a little bit more creative, and it looked like this 
offensive coordinator. Like, we solved our problems, mm. and I don't know. But then it, it was, like, a little bit still concerning at the end of the Colts game because like, they kind of made that a game, and you were like, after week one, I remember being, like, really happy, but also in the back of my mind kind of worried. And now the past mm. two weeks, our offense has just disappeared in the second half. And it's, like, it's the same old story for the Seahawks, and I'm really getting sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DJ Reed basically was like, I'm, I can't find the exact quote, but he said, they schemed our ass up and made some comment, you know, basically that they they knew exactly what they are going to do yeah. against us and, you know, like, we as players need to do a better job, but essentially they got outcoached yep. the entire game by the Vikings of all teams. And the problem is we play our division, every team in our division is better than the Vikings. And... I don't. A little I don't bit know. scary. Yep. I for some weird reason I still have optimism we're gonna beat the Niners. I don't know why. I have no idea where that optimism came <laughs> comes from, but for some weird reason I think we're gonna beat the Niners. I don't know. I just remembered the Vikings should have beat the Cardinals. Yeah, the Vikings are not but, bad. No, and what I've noticed like if Kirk like Kirk Cousins has been playing pretty well and if he's playing well like they're a decent team their defense still yeah. sucks but I mean they've got they've they got have top the receivers yeah. they've got they've got you know primo weapons but if Kirk Cousins is you know boring and not like making great plays like that doesn't really mean anything okay here's a quote really quick they schemed our ass up said a DJ Reed of the Vikings I mean it felt similar to the Bills game last year in November when Buffalo rolled to 44 points, the most allowed in the Carroll era. Whatever we are doing, just getting schemed up. Yeah. Thank you. Not good. Not good at all. Um, One more thing about the Vikings. They are legitimately like two plays away from being three now. I mean, they Mm. lost to the the Bengals in overtime, and then, yeah, they missed a kick to to lose to the Cardinals. Right. I think this team is a very, like, a legitimate threat to maybe win that division, but for sure a wild card. Mm. Um, I'm really interested to see when they play the Packers because I think that'll be a good game. I, I, I'm starting to take the Vikings a lot more seriously, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think right now they're, they'd beat the Bears. I think they're... Oh, oh yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, number two, for sure. Yeah. Um, and now, that since they beat us, higher than us in the wild card, like, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the Thursday night game. Panthers-Texans. Two, two really quick things about this. Um... Panthers' defense is just very good. Uh, the, I mean, we knew the Texans were going to be bad. Davis Mills had a rough game. Uh, Brandon Cooks is still very good for the Texans. That's their really only other bright spot on their team right now. Um, but the biggest news from this game is that Christian McCaffrey has been hurt again. Uh, as we said just a little bit ago, only two to three weeks. Um, they did not put him on IR, which is a really good sign for Panthers fans and fantasy owners of McCaffrey. But, um, yeah, Panthers roll with 3-0. Not really a huge surprise there. I think they when they took him off, it was weird because I thought he did, like, a juke, like a little, like, stutter step thing. Right. And the announcer was like, oh, see right there, he just, like, hurt his hamstring. But he wasn't limping or anything, and he, like, walked off just fine. And so, like, I think they are just being extra cautious, which is smart because they were playing the Texans. Um, but I think it was smart that they took him out because if they didn't take him out that early, he might – there's a chance he could have been out for sure. longer if he sure. did something. But yeah. I just thought it was so weird. Like, maybe that's when he did – like, maybe he did get hurt then, but, like, I really thought he was doing some juke. And they're like, oh, see that move right there? Like, that's because he hurt his leg. And I was like, I don't do that <laughs> on purpose, but, yeah. Yeah. It was so weird, too, because he goes into the tent, and then they're just immediately like, Christian McCaffrey, out for the game. Yeah. Hamstring injury. And they show him in the tent still. So, like, somebody goes in the tent, runs back out, 
somebody tells Adam Schefter. <laughs> and then it was just like, it was just a weird uh, order of events, but tough, really tough. Yeah. All right, uh, next game is Packers and the 49ers. Packers win 30-28. to Um Pretty close what a game. game, yeah. Yeah, I I wish Brandon was here to talk about it. I'm sure he'd have a lot more to say. Um, it kind of just it just comes down to little things. I mean, you know, the 49ers only lost by two points. They had two turnovers, um, and they I mean they they knew this. Everyone knew this going into this game, but the 49ers secondary was going to be an issue, especially against against Devontae Adams. Uh, whether he's fully concussed or not, he's still just always open. And yeah. that was like that was just such a killer. And they had like, they had like young corners, like young backup corners going one on one against Devontae Adams, and it's just you just can't do that. He's gonna dice you up all like the entire game, and so that was kind of their, that was like I think the the big like the biggest story yeah. of them losing. And they also just, uh, you know, for a team that relies on the run game. Only getting like sixty-seven rushing yards as a team is terrible, mm-hmm. and and that's also tough just because they have so many injuries at running back. Uh, Trey Sermon, he didn't look amazing. He didn't look bad, but I mean, he's just he's you know he's not a workhorse running back, and it's just it was tough. Uh, it was good to see Kittle get worked in yeah. just a little bit more. Yeah, he had a good game. Um, I think they they definitely. I mean, even though they. They won the last two games. It was definitely nice to, for them to. It was nice to see Kittle working hard again. But um, but the Packers, I think, are. I mean, they're they're probably still back, but that like thirty eight to three loss to the Saints is still just weird. But I think even even though it's only been two games since, I think they've shown that they're like, yeah, that was just kind of a hiccup. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Credit to Jimmy G at the end after making all the mistakes he had to go down the field. Drive down, score a touchdown, left a little too much time. You have to have that awareness. I don't know who that's on, if it's on use check, if it's on maybe even Jimmy G to, like, say in the huddle, hey, make sure we don't get in the end zone here. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. You just plop down at the three. I don't know. They did not need to score that touchdown. Yeah. It, it really does not make any sense and to me. They have no timeouts. The Packers I'm trying to remember. There was one game... I don't remember when it was. Maybe it was the Falcons. Was, Actually, no. It was Todd Gurley, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think he... I'm thinking of a different thing. I know there's one time where somebody gave themselves up, and then they didn't score. And you're like, okay. dang. Like, that was... So, I... Yeah, there's... It's a flip of a coin. But aren't they... Weren't they down... If, I mean, but, could yeah. they could they have kicked the field goal or did they need the touchdown? They, they, they needed the, the touchdown. touchdown. They needed the touchdown. I mean, it's okay, tough. I guess. I mean, but the Packers have no timeouts. You got to drive all the way across the field, like. So then, then you got to play your defense. Yeah, like, then it goes back to. Covered how do you well, not, that's how do you not just double Devontae? That's the thing is <laughs> you know exactly where they're going. Yeah, they still yeah. went one on one like man coverage. Some like, like no, and I don't even think it was. Corner. I don't think it was man. I think it was like this soft zone that they were just letting Devontae just sit in. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, which, well, that, that was the thing is like I'm and poor Brandon like he even called he's like just make sure Devontae doesn't get the ball and then it's just like boom thirty yard pass and it's yeah. like why is there no one even close to Devontae Adams? Yeah, if if Lazard makes a forty five yard catch down the field and that's how it beats you then then good for them. But yeah. I don't know how it just yeah, yeah it makes I legitimately sense. am wondering and it's probably a stupid question from some you know for any listeners who actually play football and play wide receiver but I gotta believe that. It's just literally Devontae runs straight, 
and then go out where people aren't there. Yeah, yeah. And he literally is just like, okay, the linebacker's right here, the safety's right here, I'm going to go right here. And then... And Rogers, Rogers sees it too, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, next game. Okay, next game. The football team against the Bills. This was domination at its finest. Eli, is Josh Allen back? Josh Allen's back. Josh Allen's back, baby. He's Come back. on. There was never a doubt. There was never a doubt. Yeah. Domination. Uh, Eli's dynasty running back, Zach Moss, 13 for 60. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is an interesting game. I put Cole Beasley as my bust, and he goes 11 for 98, so that's great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just, there's not much going on this game. One fun fact. Um, Mitch Trubisky... Uh, only had five less uh, completions than Justin Fields this week. Uh, <laughs> and had a better passing uh, QBR. Right. Yeah, QBR. Uh, one for one for one yard. Uh, so that's great. But, yeah, just domination. Football team, 1-2 now. I mean, with the way the Cowboys are playing, they're, in, they're not in a good place right now. I mean, Heineke, 14 for 24, two picks, two touchdowns, but... Uh, Bills shut down Antonio Gibson on the ground, 12 for 31. Just weren't really able to do anything. Terry McLaurin, 4 for 62. And I think if you can stop Terry McLaurin from putting up 150 yards receiving, you're probably beating the football team mm-hmm. at this point. No, and you're really concerned, I think, for the football team about their defense. That was yeah. supposed to be the one of the best units in football. And I don't remember what podcast I was listening to in the offseason, but they were talking about how the football team didn't really play the greatest quarterbacks last year and that, that maybe their numbers were inflated and it's really starting to seem like that was true. Like they just have not looked not even dominant is way too strong of a word. They haven't looked good. Yeah. Um, they just look like a mediocre defense. I mean, you gave up 30 points to the giants last week. I mean, we, we know we said that was concerning. I remember to us talking mm-hmm. about that. This is way more concerning. I mean, yeah. this is, yeah, you're, you're starting to panic if you're a football team fan because you, you kind of went all in in just saying, like, oh, our defense is good enough. We think we can make the playoffs again. Um, yeah, I'd start to be panicking a little bit because you beat the, the Giants barely, and that's that's your one win. Yeah, and with the Bills, I would say you're really happy if uh, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders are getting 16 for, sure. for pretty much 200 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, 5 for 94 and two touchdowns. Like, it's Stephon Diggs. Is you know if you're winning games, putting up forty three points, is Devon Diggs has under a hundred receiving yards. You're really happy because yeah. that was their problem last year. Was he was their offense, and if they can spread the wealth around, they're gonna be a good spot. Yeah, yeah. As a team, they're looking a lot better. They're they're getting their running backs involved a little bit more. Um, still not a super strong run game, I would say. But I mean, <coughs> with with a quarterback like Josh Allen and having, you know, having talented receivers and also really experienced receivers too, like it's just, you know, you don't need a workhorse running back or a workhorse, like a workhorse type of running game. Like you don't need to be dominant in the running game, but it is nice to see that they're at least trying to incorporate the running backs a little bit more. And just red zone in general, like it, I don't think it was that he was only targeting like Diggs a lot last year, but like, but like in the red zone, you never know if it's it could be it could be any one of the receivers or like a tight end or running like they're just like they're finding a lot more creative ways to score rather than just all right like just throw it deep the digs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. as a as a team, it looks good for the Bills. All right, next game is the Browns twenty six over the Bears six. 
Before we get to Chicago, um, Cleveland ran the ball very, very well. Chubb and Hunt uh, each over 80 yards rushing. That's This is exactly how the Browns want to win these games, uh, just ground and pound. It's good to see Odell back, too, for the Browns. Uh, five catches for 77 yards, which, like, isn't great, but it's – like, that's what they need from, mm. from Odell. They don't need – 120 yards and a touchdown from him every game. They just need a reliable guy that they can go to, and that's seemed like what he was doing too. Like there was a, just a couple slant routes for first downs, and um, it's what you like to see for the Browns. Um, story of the game though is Justin Fields. First of all, he's sacked nine times, nine times. Now the NFL, what they do is they count the yards that you lose when you're sacked against the team's passing yards. So Justin Fields' stat line was 6 for 20, which is 30%, 68 yards passing. But he was sacked nine times and lost 67 yards. I did not know that was a thing. I thought it went against your rushing yards. Nope. So their team passing yards was one. They had one (laughs) yard passing as a team for the Chicago Bears. Um, Fields does not look good. But I have to say, I I do not know how Matt Nagy still has a job. I don't even know. if, if you watch this game at all, and you probably have heard this take if you follow the NFL, but I'm just going to reiterate it because it is the correct take. They ran the same offense that you have with Andy Dalton as they did when just with Justin Fields in the game. Matt Nagy did not move the pocket at all, no design runs, no 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 in- creativity at all. It was the same offense that you that they ran with Andy Dalton, who was not a mobile quarterback at all. I, I it, it just blows my mind how, how they've... I just messed this up so badly, and I just I do not know how Matt Nagy does not uh, has a job still because it's horrendous. It is is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I know. I think it was Rex Ryan and the rest of the ESPN career were just going on about they pretty much had like a five man front and didn't switch it up the entire game despite him being sacked nine times. Like there was no adjustments whatsoever. No. It was almost like they wanted him to fail. I, that's literally it there, felt like they're like all right Justin you're gonna go out there and we're not gonna help you at all then you're gonna look bad and then we're gonna look like oh he wasn't ready th- that's it it <laughs> I we, we, didn't we say this week one we we're like it's a conspiracy theory that Matt and I, I'm really starting to believe it Matthew that is yeah. it, it, it's exactly what it seems yeah. like it seems like they're just like see guys we told you Andy Dalton's <laughs> the better quarterback for this team right yeah. now and it's like I think Big Cat was saying this it's like that's Bears fans don't care if he's not ready. They're ju- they just know that what they have in Andy Dalton, they want to see Justin Fields. It's like, okay, we know what, like Andy Dalton's bad or he's he's mediocre. Like I just I, it really it really hurts my brain and it's it sucks to watch for Justin. And it just sucks no matter what. I think it's gonna be tough throwing him in like basically put him at the helm of an already shaky offense against one of the best defenses in the leagues in the league. Like, it was it was almost, I don't, I don't want to say it was bound to be a disaster, but, like, it was going to be an uphill battle no matter what, but it certainly didn't help that, like, none of the coaching or, um, like, none of the schemes, nothing was adjusted to, to him. They just tossed him in there, like, good luck, man. Right. Like, Matt Nagy, he gives me a lot of, like, Doug Peterson levels of arrogance of, yeah. like, oh, I can put in Nate Sudfeld because I want to see him play, like, that's you're not gonna last long if that's what you're doing. No. And you know, I, I yeah, he's gotta get fired if next week 
or, you know, if anything, if they keep doing this, yeah, like he shouldn't even have. They should fire him halfway through the year. I think he, he shouldn't have a job at the end of the year. I right? think he's the first coach fired. Yeah, I, I mean, they're so talented, and for them to be that bad, yeah, is ridiculous. Stuff. All right. All right, next game, Ravens versus the Lions. Jeez, what a game. This is such a weird... Thought? It's such a deceiving... It's, like, deceiving but not... So the score is 19-17, uh, Ravens win. Um, the Lions... First of all, the Lions aren't as bad, I think, as everyone was expecting. And a lot, a lot of that is... Like, DeAndre Swift actually looks really good, and they're getting them involved in the run game in the pass game. But, um, anyway. But the Ravens... Uh, Marquise Brown had two, he had three drop passes that just right through his hands, like 100% his fault. Two of them would have been touchdowns. Another one would have been like a 50-yard play. So the Ravens still won barely with like a, was it like a 66-yard field goal that hit the hit the bottom crossbar and then like bounced but then went in. Like So they barely win like that, but they should have had – like, Marquise Brown should have cut those two passes. They would have had two touchdowns, maybe even a third just from moving the ball up. Like, it was it was unfortunate. Um, but, and, like, with that considered, like, the Lions still really aren't as bad as I think, uh, at least me personally. They're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. Like, they can kind of hang. And and TJ Hawkinson, who we, we were kind of like, all right, their only weapon – like in the like the passing game is probably Hawkinson. He only had ten or, or two receptions for ten yards, but um, DeAndre Swift had seven receptions for sixty yards, and he rushed for fifty yards. So if they don't have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams is he looks pretty solid too. But yeah, they're like, just a frisky little team. They're they're yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Like they they really I feel like their ceiling isn't very high, but like their floor ha- having a having two running backs like that like. And especially someone like Jared Goff, who's, he's... I feel like he's, he's underrated. Yeah, he is I really underrated. It's so weird. I think it's... I don't know. Something about being a Lions quarterback. I feel like you just, like, the pressure, the way the world's off <coughs> your shoulders. You don't have to play for Sean McVay with yeah. all the pressure that comes into that. Like, I think he can just kind of be a quarterback. Yeah. And I don't know. I think... I don't think he's a guy that... All of a sudden, we're like, man. No, 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 no. no, no <laughs> he gets no. on a good team. No, but, but yeah, I mean, I, he's not. Right. He's not a t- bottom five quarterback in the league, yeah. which is what a lot of people I think were yeah. making him out to be, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But I think I, I am just a big fan of Dan Campbell. I, 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 I honestly am. He has this team. This team. This roster is garbage. Garbage. I mean, besides the running backs, like you said, and Hawkinson. I mean, it's bad. But they, he's got them playing hard, and yeah, they're probably going to be pretty bad. But hopefully, this they hopefully they stick with Dan Campbell because mm-hmm. I would hate to see him be fired after like two or three seasons of being bad, and him not get to like finish out this rebuild job because mm-hmm. I really think they've got. I mean, Goff's only he's only twenty six, and he's mm-hmm. like he. I think he could be a serviceable quarterback for the future if this team like kind of wants to make the playoffs in a few years. I, I, I could totally see it. Right, they're going to have top picks. and Yeah. That's the thing. That's the tough about golf is just kind of like you're going to have these top picks. Yeah. And this year the quarterback class does not look great, so, I mean, you can go pick out whoever you want to pick out. But, yeah, I don't know. They're they're an interesting team. I hope team they get, like, future. like Stingley or, like, yeah, Kinlaw or, like, or, or Thibodeau. Um, yeah. Like, kind of a, 
a good defensive player to kind of pair with Sewell. I don't know. I yeah, they just gotta get a little more talented. Yeah, they, they're gonna have a lot of money to spend. Yeah, so I don't. I, I yeah. it's they're a fun team to watch. Way more yeah. fun than I thought they were gonna be. Mm-hmm. So props to the Lions. Totally agree. Yeah, and one more thing on the Ravens. Mark Andrews is back. Five yeah. receptions, hundred nine yards. Yeah. Um, he didn't get any touchdowns, but still. All right. Next game, we got the Colts and the Titans. Um, I will say Red Zone probably played about a minute of this game. Yeah, I uh, don't feel like I watched this game at all. No. Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things. 28 for 113. Uh, had three catches. So he had 31 touches in the game. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, Titans end up winning 25-16. Carson Wentz plays. On two broken ankles. Yeah, 19 for 37. I don't know. I mean... I really, he's, it is what it is. I feel like they're not putting him in a great position to succeed. I agree. I, agree. I, it, I think it's too early to give up on him, but I don't know. I don't feel like they're doing a great job of putting him. I. It's tough. I feel like they need more weapons in their wide receiver core. And Michael Pittman, you know, is their best wide receiver. And he, he's playing pretty well, but. Besides that, you have a lot of Naheem Hines dump-offs, and yeah, that's not going to do it. And I think their record accurately reflects how good they are right now. They're not very good. They're 0-3. But their defense isn't great either. No, I, I, I don't know. I, they're a weird team. I expected so much more from them. It's really honestly kind of sad. I, I will say, despite being 2-1, Ryan Tannehill has been kind of a disappointment this year. Uh, at least for me. I don't know. I just expected... With Julio Jones, AJ Brown has a hamstring thing, so he's probably gonna be maybe out next week, but shouldn't be out much longer than that, I think. But I don't know. They, Derrick Henry cannot. They cannot be that one-dimensional team, and yeah. you'll win games, and you might even win a first round of a wild card round. But that's about it. Like yeah. if if Derrick Henry is your only weapon, teams will find a way of slowing that down, and. If Julio Jones is getting three catches a game and A.J. Brown is getting three catches a game, like, that's not good enough. Like, that's not what we thought this team was going to be originally. So, I mean, the Titans are 2-1, and and credit to the Seahawks for winning a game. But, I don't know. I'm not stoked about any of these teams. No. I mean, the Colts are 0-3. What are you going to do? But the Titans 2-1 is a deceiving 2-1. I'm not stoked about it. You can almost already put the clinch of the division yeah. Next to that team. Like aside <laughs> yeah. from the catastrophic injury, like this team. I mean, and AJ Brown's hurt, but this team is still gonna like walk to this division. I think it's right. the weakest division in football, yeah. which is weird because like two years ago they had two playoff teams and one that went to the AFC Championship. I mean, it's crazy. I, I was just kind of hyped, like, like thinking about the if the Cowboys play the Titans. I don't, know. I don't know. That's a close game, but then like yeah. their their division's deeper. Yeah, I the, they I have two of the worst teams in football. And, yeah, I agree. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, next game is Chargers Chiefs. Chargers win this one twenty three to or sorry thirty to twenty four, handing the Chiefs their second loss in a row. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know where to start. Let's start like Chargers. Justin Herbert played great. Twenty six for thirty eight, two eighty four and four. And his leading receiver was Mike Williams. What a day for Mike Williams. Seven catches, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Played amazing. Uh, Keenan Allen was great as always. He had 12 targets. Like, you just know when it's a crunch time situation that they're going to go to Keenan. Um, I mean, Mahomes threw, threw two picks, and they were honestly pretty bad. Like, one, the no-look one, 
was, I mean, yeah, it hit the guy in the face mask, but you can honestly, like, everyone's like, oh, that was such a great throw by Mahomes. Why doesn't he catch that? It's like, the receiver does not know he's throwing it to him. That's why, like, it was a no-look pass, and it was a little bit behind him, like, and then and then the throw to, to ice the game was just a horrible throw by Mahomes. And you, it was weird, because when that ball went in the air, I'm not going to lie, I thought Tyreek Hill was just going to come down with it, and they were going to win this game somehow. And it didn't. And that's two games in a row where the Chiefs have had the ball with the, like, Try, like the chance to win the game, which normally they do, and they have not. And so, yeah, they they look like they're probably gonna figure it out. Um, but I mean, they're still one and two, and at some point, you kind of have to be a little bit worried. We're gonna talk a little bit more about this AFC in a little bit, so I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire had a hundred yards on the ground, so apparently he's back. Yeah. Um. He yeah he looked like good. Which is, like, when he ran the ball, he looked a lot better than he's looked this mm. season. Which sucks for me because I benched him in fantasy football. <laughs> but, yeah, he looked still like won. a competent <laughs> running back. I did still win. Thank you, Matthew, for playing that. Um, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like these are the games that the Chiefs just kind of coast to usually and win. And they lost this year. I don't know. I What do you guys... What, what do you guys make of this game? Uh, the O-line for the Chiefs needs to be better. That was one thing I noticed. It, it seemed... And it wasn't to the extreme of the Buccaneers Super Bowl game, but it felt at moments like Mahomes had to get out. It would he would snap the ball one second and he's running out of the pocket. And it was just felt like that was almost every play, especially in the second half. And so I'd be, I even though, you know, Kelsey has a good stat line and Tyreek has a decent stat line, five for eighty six, it felt like they shut down or they really limited those two. Agreed. And said, All right, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, you beat us in the secondary. And I think this game, and maybe not this game, but I feel like the Josh Gordon signing was like, dang. And this is awful to say, we need more weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it was like, we, hey, wait, we got, like, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Byron Pringle could be the same guy. Yeah, true. like they're that's, literally the same guy. One has dreads, and that's about it. Like they just <laughs> all run four four, and they run straight down the field. True. So I mean, I, Gordon does something different, but it starts with the O line. But uh, Mike Williams is amazing for the Chargers. Good for him. That's yeah, if he I stays got. healthy, he is a. They have two really good wide. He's receivers. grown a lot in two years, just as a wide receiver. And I mean, they need him. And if he's playing like that, they got Keenan and him. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. All right, next game, uh, Saints and Patriots. The Saints beat the Patriots twenty to thirteen. Um, the Saints, the Saints are still just such an interesting team. They they just get they get a touchdown for, like in each quarter. They, um, Jameis Winston again like throws you know passes for just like a little over a hundred yards, but still gets two touchdowns. Kamara had almost a hundred yards rushing, which is exactly what I thought he wouldn't do. Yeah, this was I, – I like how you said that because we – didn't we talk about this on, on whatever, Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. About, yeah. like, we were like, they, they're going to shut Kamara yeah, down. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. because that's the right. only – it's, like, their biggest thing on their offense. And <coughs> somehow – yeah, somehow Kamara was still able to <coughs> – he was still able to, to work. But, um, but, yeah, their leading receiver – Marcus Callaway, four for forty-one on a touchdown. Like they're they they do not have like a, a standout receiver. They don't have any like big yardage guys. Like I, I, they're just they're such a like a 
weird team. Like, yeah. They're, they're very – their defense is pretty good. I mean, their defense – their New England's leading rusher is Mac Jones with that, 28 yeah. yards <laughs> rushing. I mean, they – that that is the, I think that's the biggest thing out of this game is if you're the Patriots you're like we have to run the ball better yeah and the Saints do a really good job at stopping the run yeah they had fifty rushing yards and like you just said Mac Jones had twenty of those which is you you do not want the Patriots I'm I'm they're throwing up that Mac Jones threw the ball fifty one times this game I mean that yeah. is fifty one times that that is that is horrible that is not what the Patriots want to do at all no but I will say Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Um, they each had pretty good games. Jacoby Myers, 9 for 94. Kendrick Bourne, 6 for 96 and a touchdown. Um, their offense is weird. Like like you said, they don't they don't want to be that absolute air raid offense. But they have, like, they have a lot of, like, mediocre, not quite, I don't know, mediocre might be a little harsh for some of them, but, like, they don't, they don't have, like a, like, a clear wide receiver one or, like, a clear, like, number one target. But they have a lot of guys... Yeah. Like, Jacoby Myers or Kendrick Borland came a big game. Hunter Henry had five receptions for 36 yards, but John F. Smith had one reception for four yards. And lately, we it kind of seemed like Johnny was getting used in a few different ways, and they really liked Johnny. So, like, like, they have a lot. They can spread their offense out a lot of different ways, but, like, that's throwing the ball a lot isn't exactly what they wanted to do. And yeah. Saints are just weird. I, I, I don't know what to make of them. They, they, have a, they look amazing against the Packers. They look like dog shit against the Panthers, and now they look really good against the Patriots. Super weird team. Um, that's a team that, when we do our picks, and if you're a betting man, I would stay away from the Saints, because <laughs> yeah. you don't know what you're getting week in and week out. Mm. Okay, next game, we got the Falcons and the Giants. I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time <laughs> yeah, talking please about don't. this one. Please it's already 9.36, but uh, Saquon Barkley, 16 for 51 on the touchdown. He went uh, six catches for 43 yards. Uh, Saquon Barkley owners, listen to me. Go go look at your league. Look at your owners. Find your local chump in your fantasy football league and say, hey, who do you want for Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Uh, and I would sell high immediately because the Falcons are the low it's gonna as low as it's gonna get. Like their schedule, they're 0 and three and this is Saquon, like, your best bet is he gets one carry for 90 yards and it hasn't happened in two years. Yep. Like, sell high immediately. I don't know. Daniel Jones, even though he put up 14 points, doesn't look horrible. I I still am kind of like a man he needs to run every play. Right. Because he's just, but I, what an ugly game. The Falcons win, but you're not even stoked nope. about it. You're like, Cordell Patterson, 6 for 82, like, cool. Kyle Pitts is Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Two for thirty-five. I don't know. Like I feel bad for people that drafted him, but at the same time, you drafted him. Yeah, sucks exactly. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but no, I don't I, know. Maybe maybe they'll figure it out. But man, they kind of look stupid for passing on a quarterback right now because you drafted a tight end thinking, oh, maybe our offense is gonna be electric and we can, you know, this is one of these teams we talked about. Like, hey, maybe they could be really good. They're bad. No, they're really they're bad. bad. They win this game, but the Giants are even worse. I don't yep. know. Awful. Awful football. Next game is the Bengals 24, Steelers 10. Can we give a quick round of applause for the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, my goodness, they are 2-1. and one. Looked like way better than the Steelers in this game. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, or we can just talk about it now. The, game, the week one game that we're going to be scratching our head about 
for months is the Steelers beating the Bills because they look like they are to- complete opposite teams from what they played just two weeks ago. I mean, the Steelers, Big Ben and the Steelers look so bad, it's ridiculous. Like, incredibly bad. It, 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 was, it was literally painful to watch Big Ben play quarterback on Sunday. I mean, he throws the ball 58 times, and everyone's... I mean, that's the problem, is that his stat line, you're going to look and you're like, 38 for 58 for 318 yards. That's not a bad game. Then you don't watch football if you think he he didn't have a bad game. I mean, they... they, Big Ben looks horrible. and He he is so, so bad. That's all. I mean, that's not all I have, but that's what I have on Ben. He looks horrible. Najee Harris gets a third of those passing yards, and he didn't run down the field. Like... I mean, it was awful. Nineteen targets for a running back. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, Big Ben cannot throw the ball more than twenty yards down the field, no. and I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna. They're just. They, you know, the odds of them not making the playoffs are really high. I, they're that bad. It makes me so happy too because we've we. Uh, I think all of us were kind of on like this. Yeah. We were really low on the Steelers, and after they come out week one, I think a lot of people that are like. Pro Big Ben and pro right. Mike Tomlin were like kind of laughing at everyone, being right. like, "The, the ne- they never go under five hundred. This is the, they're the Steelers. They're always and then oh my gosh, they looked horrible." Um, it is worth noting T.J. Watt didn't play, but I don't think they. I no, that doesn't help their offense. I don't, no, it doesn't. Obviously, it doesn't help their offense. I, I still think the Bengals win this game, but I think it's a little more interesting if they have T.J. Watt. Probably, but I mean, props to Joe Burrow has four incompletions. He looked great. Um, against the tough Steelers defense. I mean, he's 14 for 18, but buck 72 and three touchdowns. They were able to run the ball effectively with Mixon. He had 18 carries for 90 yards. And then Jamar Chase, he's caught a touchdown in every game. This one he catches two. I mean, he is di- laughing in all the haters' <laughs> face right now, too. And I'm I'm taking a little – it might be too early to take a victory lap. It probably is. But I'm just – I was really pro Jamar Chase over Sewell um, this entire offseason. And – it like the, they've thrown. It's the same route. It's like the nine route on the sideline when yeah. you lead Jamar Chase one on one, and they. I think it's three games in a row they've scored on that exact it same is, play. It is, yeah, exactly. And it, that is that's a lot to do with just the connection that they have with each other. Like you don't see that with an, another rookie right wide receiver with a second year quarterback if they don't have this connection that Burrow and Chase obviously have. Um, I I'm just I'm impressed with the Bengals. If Mixon stays healthy, this team is. This at least offensively is is really decent. Like they are are going to be a competent offensive team. So props to the Bengals because that's not an easy defense to play against, no. and they looked really good. So yeah, they didn't even have T Higgins, who's probably Burrow's second favorite target. Yeah, no, they looked good, very good. We go to the next game. Unless uh, you guys have anything else on that one? No, no I don't. Next game, is that the Cardinals Jaguars? Yes, sir. Okay. 31-19, Cardinals over the Jaguars. Kyler Murray, it's so weird to say. You can't say he's regressing. He had zero touchdowns, but he still threw for 316 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. Um, like, that's the thing. is like He's not throwing for the four touchdowns per game that we saw the first two games, but he's still throwing it a ton. Um AJ Green has the quietest 112 yards I've ever seen, at least on red zone. I don't think I saw a single catch from him. He has five <laughs> receptions for 112 yards. James Conner uh, swoops in with two touch, two rushing touchdowns. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is kind of nowhere to be found. He only has three receptions for 21 yards. Um, 
And then even though the um, even though the Cardinals won or even though the Jaguars lost, uh, it's like almost almost the story of the game just based on NFL commercials is um, something Agnew. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Agnew. Yeah. Jamal Agnew is him getting the the kick six like hundred nine yeah. yard return. It's a cool play because you it don't see cool. it every day, but like, no, yeah, we, I didn't need to see it a hundred times. Right, no, I really did. lost. We're still gonna see. That's the thing. Yeah. They lost like they by twelve. <laughs> yeah, they lost by twelve, and they went into halftime winning. Yeah, it, it, because of that like kick six, but yeah, they just the Jaguars look really bad. It's it's it, I did not expect them to look this bad. It's really tough. I I mean, if they don't if they don't win this next game, and the Bengals look good, <coughs> so I mean. <sighs> Besides the Texans and the Jets, which they, that's week like 15, 16, they, those are their only wins they're probably going to get. And maybe not. I mean, it's knows. not even, I mean, probably not the Texans. I don't Especially know. if Tyrod plays. They already lost the Texans, Texans yeah. by 16. Yeah. I've, they might not win a game. Yeah, they, it's, it is, it's like, it's sad. It is almost really sad to watch them. I, I don't know what to think of Trevor Lawrence because you can say, like, oh, he doesn't have a lot of weapons or whatever, but he, He's only thrown five touchdowns, but he's thrown seven interceptions. Like yeah. at some point, you can't be like, "Oh, he's on a bad team," or whatever. Like at some point, it's got to be. I thought he'd look way fault. better than this. Yeah, he, 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 he yeah, he, yeah. No, even if you're on a bad team, I I expected him to look better than this. So yeah, yeah. it's got to be a little bit concerning, if if anything. Right. I mean, I just go back to the fact that his quarterback and offensive coordinators are. Failed Seahawks coaches. Yeah, true. Everybody threw it to the bus for being the sole reason the Seahawks were weren't doing anything on offense. And now they're coaching the Jaguars. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's bad. I guess you know unless anybody has anything else on that, we can trans uh, transition to another horrible team, the Jets and the Broncos. <laughs> and the Jets, because Matt Gase or Adam Gase is uh, not coaching for them anymore. They don't get as much like being a laughing stock, but they are horrible. Yeah. yeah. They are horrible. And I'm gonna refrain from judging Zach Wilson too much because he's running for his life every play and almost nobody's open. But man, it's not BYU anymore. No. And he's trying <laughs> to play like it's BYU where you can run around and throw it thirty yards down the field and your six four wide receiver can go up and catch it. That's not the way it is. And if they don't get it figured out and can start running the football, uh, I mean, he's probably going to be labeled as a bust, but it's the same like Sam Darnold effect right, right now. And this, every other Jets quarterback that's been there, it's just bad. It's horrible. They're not winning on anything. I mean, the Broncos, they're 3-0. and They're not that good of a team. <laughs> they're just, they just played three right. cupcake teams, right. but the Broncos, I mean, it was complete. We talked about, I talked about the Bills and said complete domination. This was, I mean, from play one, this game's over. And it, the Jets are another team. Like, it might be 0-15 versus 0-15 when yeah. they play the Jaguars. And that'll be for the first overall pick. And both teams probably will try to tank. And, and they were the 1-2 and two picks last year. Who gets year? a field goal? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it, I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad. And the Broncos, yeah. good for them, 26 to nothing. But, man, you guys, you're going to serve points in real teams. And... The Jets are not one of them. I'm I'm pretty sure Bradley Chubb wasn't even in that game. Yeah, I think you're right. And he's he's one of their yeah 
He's one of their guys. Well, I keep going back, Matthew. You brought up the BYU thing with with um, Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. I, I keep going back to when I interviewed Brandon Hawkins on the show, not the first time, but like during the off season, and we talked about Zach for a while, and he was like, he he didn't he praised Zach a lot. But I think the the part that shocked me the most about that interview was he was like their their receivers were just way better mm-hmm. than us, and he said he that's what he would do. He would just he would r- scramble around and just chuck the ball downfield because he knew his receivers were just better. Mm-hmm. And I don't think his receivers got a ton of attention. And I think now just like yeah, it's impressive when you can scramble and throw it on the run all the way downfield. But if you're just throwing it like chucking it up there, and right. the NFL those balls get picked off. And I just. Yeah, I, it really does not look good for him at all. No, and I, the problem is, like, that's his only option right, right. now. So it's like a, it's like a catch-22, because it's like, it looks bad, and it is bad, but it's like, that's all, like, they, there's nothing there. I don't even But know. also, that was, like, his best part about him coming out of... Right. That's what I'm worried about. Like, yeah. the reason he was the number two pick is, oh, because he can do all this incredible stuff. Well, it's like, yeah. can he do the... Can he do the bare minimum? Like... Can he can he just run and like can he just move the ball <laughs> downfield because we haven't seen it at all. They scored zero points. Yeah, like the the Robert Solid hiring was like looked really really good at the time, but like Dan Campbell is doing things with a horrible team. Robert Sala is not doing things with a horrible team right now. Yeah. They gotta get it figured out. Yeah. Um. All right. Second to last game. Dolphins Raiders. Great game. Uh. This was a fantastic game. Thirty one twenty eight Raiders win in overtime. Um, I mean, the Raiders go to three and zero, and they honestly look pretty good. This the the Dolphins team is they're one and two, but they're 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 not a bad team. Um, Jacoby Brissett looks way better than Tua. I hate to say it, but I saw somewhere that this the 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 line of this game swayed in favor. Not I don't I think it the the Dolphins gained points when Tua was ruled out. That is a bad sign when your starting quarterback is out and your team gets closer in the spread. Um, that means Vegas has more trust in Brissett than Tua, mm. and rightfully so. I mean, he just looks like like Brissett is just not afraid. I don't know. He there was a couple like third down plays where he just was like, "I'm going for it. I'm I'm gonna make this happen." Right. Um, <laughs> broke some ankles. Too. Yeah, seriously. Mm. They had a pick six. We talk about this every week. How it the Dolphins turnover luck has to end sometime soon. It just doesn't. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Their defense is, I guess, is good. I don't know. I give up trying to figure mm. them out. Um, but the. To, like Peyton Barber, what the heck? Peyton Barber, twenty three carries, one hundred and eleven yards, and a touchdown. All of a sudden, this guy's just an insane running back. Like he looks good. He looks good. Like I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. He kind of has some wheels. Yeah. All of a sudden, I don't know. He looked. It's weird. Very I mean, weird. They gave Kenyon Drake. Yeah, like that's hilarious. Twelve million after they already had Josh Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> They just, I don't know, that's a John Gruden thing. For sure. It's just like, man, that Peyton Barber, man, he's a he's a football player. <laughs> like, I don't, they're, they're such a, I'm, I would never bet on the Raiders. I, I have no idea what this team's going to be in five weeks. I, I can, one week. we're all, yeah, <laughs> one week. Yeah, we're all going to be super, you know, we're going to rank them high. Yeah. Rightfully so. Uh, and even Raiders fans are kind of like, man, week one through eight, we're going to, you know, I don't know. I don't even know anymore with this team. Uh, good for Derek Carr. Hopefully either this team can get good at some point or he can be on another team because yeah. he deserves it. He's, he's I love Derek Carr. Off. I freaking love him. Yeah. Um, they play the Chargers. Monday Night Football next Woo! week. That's going to be a great game. Never right thought though. I'd be stoked about that. I know. Yeah. About <laughs> I know. I, I'm like really excited for this game. It's going to tell us a lot about both teams. All right. Last game, Eli. It was the marquee game of the week. We don't have to talk about Cowboys Eagles. Cowboys dominated them. 
Yeah. Um, I the the, the the minus three and a half was the easiest lock I've ever had in my entire life. I was shocked that the line was three and a half, but that's our Cowboys Eagles Monday Night Football recap. All right, Rams and Buccaneers. The Rams come away uh, winning thirty four to twenty four. Yeah. Um, I don't. The scoreline might be a surprise, but it's no surprise that the Rams are just very good. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know what went wrong with the Bucks. Um, I guess like Antonio Brown wasn't playing, but that's no excuse. Got they got plenty of other guys. I think the Rams are just. I think the Rams just were the better team that day. I mean, Matt Stafford, twenty-seven for thirty-eight, three hundred and forty-three yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Sony Michelle gets sixty-seven. He gets twenty carries for sixty-seven yards, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup is Oof. there. He, you know, him and Stafford eating breakfast. Is he just the best receiver day. in the league now? Like I guess so. Nine for ninety-six, two touchdowns. He's gonna get. A he's two always touchdowns. underrated. Doesn't matter what he does. He's always underrated. He and he's he's gonna get. Two touchdowns every game. Yeah, apparently he, he might he might he might end the season with the most touchdowns. And also Tyler Higby getting five receptions for forty yards. He he looked like there was like it was those five receptions were probably in like yeah, just two or three right. consecutive drives. Like like they were pre- it was all pretty close together because we're like oh wow like Tyler Higby's kind of like the man. Yeah, like they're, they're like using him and then yeah, I guess just no more. Um, wow, it's so weird. It's the the receivers are ranked by. Uh, like receptions, because Deshaun Jackson only gets three receptions, but 120 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is this is exactly what this is exactly what I think at least as a podcast we all wanted to see. We want to see Matt Stafford be on a team where he can just he can just throw the ball, but not because he's always going to be down. Like he like this team can do whatever they want. Their their defense is going to bully people, and they can run the ball effective, semi-effectively, I guess. Their their running backs are kind of slim right now, but but they just they they're just such a good team, such such a well coached team. They have you know really good in the short game, and then they can just throw deep balls, and um, they're going to be tough to stop. Um, <coughs> it's going to be really tough to stop. Them. Yeah, they play the Cardinals next week. That's going to be a really good game. That will be a good game. I'm excited to see that one. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Honestly, besides the division games, they really don't play anyone. This team could go. Like legitimately, fifteen and two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Besides the division games, and then they play the Packers. That's <coughs> that's about it. Seems like, and, so. Uh, I got some questions. Um, are you done? Is that? Uh yeah. The only thing I was gonna say about the Bucks, besides Tom Brady getting forty-one completions and four hundred thirty yards, Giovanni Bernard. He had a pretty. You know, he looks. He looked really good out there. Yeah, I like that he's, they're kind of using him as that third down back that yeah. Brady has used so often in his career. Yeah, I feel like the Sean Murphy bunting injury from <coughs> two weeks ago is really showing, like, they need secondary help, and they are probably one of the three or four teams that are going to be in on the Sherman mistakes as well. Yeah. they need quarterback help yeah. right now. Yeah. Also, uh, Tom Brady led their team in rushes for yeah, 14 yards. <laughs> That's that's not not really you don't want that. You don't want no, that. No, it's not good at all. All right, couple rapid fire questions after week three. These were we posted on our story. These are kind of the ones that I just picked out that I liked the best. It's a little sneak peek for our episode on Thursday. Are the Rams the best team in the league right now? Yes. 
Yes. Because they're my best team. I, I, I they think just beat the best teams. So. Yeah. yeah, I think they, they have to. Be. Yeah. I don't know how you can make an argument really for anyone else right now. So no, the next two lost. Yeah, and I mean, even if you're not following our power rankings, I just I really don't know how you make an argument for any other team right now. I mean, they didn't even come back. They they're yeah. winning the whole game. They look very much. very good. What is a team that you were dead wrong about at the beginning of the year? The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> I mean, I you look at their schedule. I I would say, out of the four of us, I at least probably would have been a betting man that you know the odds of them going three and zero or zero and three would have been heavily favored in the zero and three category. Yeah. So that that's one team. Okay. Yeah. My I, I'm gonna just go with the I I've like wavered my thoughts on this team a, a lot, but that the Giants I thought would be. Me too. I thought it would be friskier. If I, I've used that word mm-hmm. twice now, which is kind of weird, but I thought they'd just be more competitive. And, like, I, I really like their offseason, and it just, I don't know. I'm, like, very disappointed in them. I think I was dead wrong with the Lions. I mean, they still are out in three, but, like, they, they pushed Baltimore to have to make a 66-yard field goal to beat them. Like, they're... They're hanging in games. Like I, I have them winning like one game, and I'm like I'm scared that they might win two, <laughs> which is so like that's the thing is like the bar is already so low, but like they, they're like trying and they're they're semi competitive, and I I like I wasn't expecting that at all. I was expecting like an absolute just train wreck, but um, kind of the same thing with the. Texans. It's so hard because both of them are actually the Texans did get a win, didn't they? But like neither of the teams are good by any means, but they're not they're not like a it's not like a scratch. It's not like Yeah. They probably still are. The Lions still might only win like one game or two games, but I don't know. I just they look they look way better than how I thought they were gonna look. Yeah. I'll throw the football team out there too. I thought that they would be um, and, you know, who knows if Fitzpatrick, you know, is healthy. If, you know, maybe, you know, after that quarter and a half, they start getting it going a little bit and he's the, you know, piece to the puzzle. But, man, that defense, they're, I mean, you know, the Eagles look bad and the Giants look really bad, so they're probably going to get second place in the division. And maybe they turn things around, but they have been a huge disappointment mm-hmm. for what I thought they could be, you know, with that defense and, you know, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, like, I don't, you know, for them to be one and two is really disappointing. I'm going to add the Seahawks to yeah. this as well. I legitimately thought this team had Super Bowl um, aspirations, and it's just, it is not, they have, they have a lot, a lot to figure out if they want to be anywhere close to that, because right now they do not look like a playoff team, and that really hurts to say. I, I'm not retracting any of my takes about the Lions, but I'm switching my answer to the Colts. Yeah. I, I don't, like... I was expecting, like, put in any quarterback that's at least slightly better than Phil Rivers. Yeah. And this team is in, like, the AFC Division Championship. And they just are not that team right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's... I don't know. I thought the Bears would be... I don't know. Even with Andy Dalton, I thought... I thought that they would take a step forward, not two steps backwards. And it feels like with both of them... And, you know, now maybe Nick Foles is a quarterback next week. Like, they're just... I, I thought they would be a little bit of a sneaky team, and 
like and again, maybe it's we you know, we're going into week four, like maybe right. something clicks, but they look really bad. Yeah. Really bad. I didn't expect that at all. Um I we got a couple questions about the O and three teams. I think we've talked about them at length pretty much. Like I think we all kind of agree that the Colts are probably the best O and three team. Um, the Jaguars and Jets have definitely looked the worst. Giants are not much better. Yeah. And then the Lions, we agree that like they probably aren't going to win very many games, but they look better than we thought they would. Yeah. I think that's your recap of the 0-3 teams. Mm. Yeah. Um, I want to go to the 3-0 teams, because the 3-0 teams right now are the Raiders, Rams, Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals. Um, One of these teams <laughs> not like the other. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously like the Rams are far and away the best team out of this. The Cardinals are probably in the tier of their own. And then, like, the Raiders, Panthers, and Broncos, you look at them, and you're like, they obviously shouldn't be here. But which one of, like, I know we talked about this kind of last week. Which one of those three, throw the Cardinals in there, too. Cardinals, Broncos, Panthers, Raiders. Actually, don't throw the Cardinals in there. Which one do you see, which, who's more likely to make the playoffs? Who do you think sustains this kind of... And, like, without even looking at their schedule, because that's kind of a cop-out. Like, who do we think could sustain this level of, of success? Between the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Panthers. Because I think the, the easy answer is the Raiders. But they... My heart wants to say that. I just don't believe it. I don't either. I, They've I don't done this to it. us too many yeah. times. And they're also... Even though their, their wins have been pretty impressive, like, the teams they've beat... Are impressive. Um, the Chargers are looking better, and the Chiefs are still like a solid team. Like they're in a tough division, but yeah, I the Broncos have had a I don't without looking at their schedule moving forward, but like their wins haven't been yeah like, they haven't been great wins. They've just they've been wins that they should have won. Yeah, and kind of the same thing with the Panthers. Um, Not that Saints one. No, the Saints yeah. one was pretty good, and if McCaffrey's healthy, I think that team is. I think that team is in most like they're they're competitive in most of their games. I think they can win a lot of games. A good defense and if um yeah, if McCaffrey's healthy and if Sam Darnold is is playing well, uh he really likes DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, I like the Panthers. I'll I'll probably go Raiders. I mean <laughs> the Raiders have to play the Broncos two times, so that'll tell us a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I'll I'll go Raiders. I hate it, but I, the Broncos, I think, are a sneaky team that will probably knock off one or two teams, maybe in the Chiefs, where it's like, wow, how did that happen? Because, I mean, their defense is just, they make plays, and it's weird. I, I, you know, the Raiders are probably the most talented out of all of them, too, and they just, they're just the Raiders, and you're like, but, you know, they probably will have one of the best, like, home records in... I don't know. It, it just going into the black hole is just kind of a hole. It's it's tough to win there. It's I I just don't. The pan, the Panthers are. They, you mentioned it. They just really haven't. I mean, they beat the Saints and. I I'm gonna cool. go. My answer is the Panthers. I think, I think they. I think they're gonna be the Bears kind of team last year that sneaks yeah. into the playoffs for the NFC. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If DJ Moore stays getting open like that, they have a good chance. To me, the problem with the yeah the Raiders is just that. Like it's it's not even the Broncos. It's just the like the Chiefs and the Chargers having to play them four times. Right. The rest of the season just worries me. But I guess I don't know. I I'm a big Derek Carr fan now. So I mean they got like three of their uh, you know probably if you rank all their 
games. Like these three <coughs> first games are probably in the top six, yeah. seven toughest sure. games. So sure. who knows? And no, they found that they found different ways to beat teams. Like like Yeah. They're, no. It's not. It's not like they're just throwing a Darren Waller every right. single time. You're right. right. And Josh Jacobs has been out, and they just throw Peyton Barber in there. Yeah. And there's, you know, they're better. Like I don't. Yeah. Mitch Haniger had a three on home run, and we heck yeah, up eight to four now. Eight to four. I know it's been a crazy little wow. Um, last question: Are the Chiefs still the favorite in the AFC? <sighs> yes, I I saw something about the Bills being I. The Bills look good. The Bills have really rebounded. I just, it's really hard for me to accept the fact. Even, with, you know, the Chiefs have to get the O-line together, but I would say the Chiefs are still the favorite. The, the thing is, right now, I think, like, still right now, I probably still have the Chiefs above them, but the Bills are at, like, a steep upward trajectory, in my opinion. At least just from their first game. If right. you forget about the first game, they're just, like, I think they're steadily getting up, and the Chiefs are down. What about the... Like if they, if both teams keep playing this way, I think in just like a couple of games, my answer would be the Bills. But I think right now it's still the Chiefs. What about the what about the Chargers? What about the Ravens? And what about the Browns? There's that's the thing is I I, I, I think, think I agree I, think, I think I agree with you guys, but I think if you gave me Chiefs of the field, oh yeah, I think right. I'd take the field to so come too. out of the mm-hmm. AFC. I think so too. I think there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, and yeah, I'm just I, not. If I had to put those in tiers, I'd say like right now the Chiefs on the top one, and I'd almost almost put like Chargers and Bills like in that tier or like. I think you have to include the Browns. I really do. Yeah. I really think you have to yeah. include the Browns. I just got to see the Browns beat the Ravens two times. That's that's when they're like bugaboo. Is they blow one of those games and it's just like, show me that you're there by handling your divisional opponents. I don't think you have to beat them twice. I think. I need I need them to convince me. I just I'm just saying that they've the last two years, I feel like they've really been right there, but when push comes to shove, you know, they're not quite there. They're really close. And I, I don't know, I just feel like the Ravens haven't I mean the Ravens have a clear weakness. And the Browns should the Browns should have all of the answers to that with their defense. They should be able to find a way to stop Lamar Jackson from running the football. And if they can do that, they should be able to beat him two times. Not saying it's going to happen. But then the Chargers, they have this great win, but how do you lose to the Cowboys? And wasn't it at home? Or no, maybe it was on the road. I don't know. That 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 loss still kind of throws me. And that, that It one, was at home. And that so one was... I don't know. I don't know. There is such a weird thing. It's like the Browns lose to the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs lose two games, and then the you know, it's just like a, I don't know. I feel I like know. if you're going to you hold that field. against the Browns, then we yeah. have to hold these losses against the Chiefs. So oh, that's yeah. my like I don't know. It doesn't seem fair to be like, "Oh, the Chiefs can lose to the Chargers and the Raiders, but then like or the Ravens, excuse me, but then if if the Browns lose one of two to the Ravens, then we don't believe in the Browns. That's my... I yeah. don't know. I think... Oh, I agree. I totally agree. I just... The Chiefs, they're just the team that, if things are going wrong, they just be like, okay, we're going to go pick up this guy. Yeah. Like, they're just one of those teams that's really decisive. Like, if things aren't going right, you you feel really strongly that they're going to make adjustments and fix it, versus, like, the Seahawks, you're kind of like, I, you know, they haven't really done it in the past, so... But the, the Chiefs are just a really smart organization, so I, I just have more faith in them. But, I mean, with the way the Chargers are playing and how young they are, 
you know, they're a team that watch out for them. And same with, you know, all the other teams you mentioned. The thing with the Chargers, like, <coughs> you, it, I don't know if you can say it's the reason they lost to Dallas, but, like, they had a lot of offensive fouls. And so a lot of that's just, like, discipline and kind of, like, tacking on to, you say, like, they're a young team. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of that comes with just lack of experience. Um, and so... You know, I think they work out some of those kinks, and we—I yeah. mean, they already—they've already proven they're a good team. They beat the Chiefs, but, um, but yeah, I think <coughs> the the youth of their team, like looking forward, is great because they're gonna—they should be good for a while theoretically. Yeah, but um, no, I yeah yeah I don't know. I'm just—I think the gap is closer than we. Yeah, yeah, oh, I totally agree. It's a lot closer. All right, we'll be back on in two days. We'll be back Thursday morning. For our power rankings, for our picks, draft of flavors. It's gonna be yeah. Have a good one. That's it. Oh, <laughs> <Rock house. laughs> oh my gosh, my <laughs> boys.